episode 35 of NXT UK is in the bag, and that means I am here as your host, Kyle West, to break it down with my special guest for this episode. Uh, I've got Stephen Keith, sorry, took a little yawn then, Stephen Keith back on the show this week. Uh, Stephen is a friend of the show, he's been on a couple of times now. Uh, talking NXT UK, he did the 205 Live special with me recently as well. So he's back on, looking forward to uh, to talking about it with him. Uh, before we get into all that, let me just please once again ask, as I always do, for you to rate us on whatever platform you're listening to us, be it Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they call it now, or Spotify or Google Podcasts. Please hit that subscribe button, it would mean an awful lot to me. And uh, and otherwise, I'll stop plugging stuff until the end of the show. But no, uh, not much NXT UK news, really, uh, this week. It's just been announced today that WWE are moving their global headquarters to a new facility in Stanford. So um, I wonder if that'll mean... Uh, it's to do with like video production and stuff I was reading in the, in the press statement. So uh, maybe that will change some things in how NXT UK works behind the scenes. I don't know, but... Uh, no, not a whole lot to talk about in that regard, just basically the action on the screen, and there's certainly lots and lots of that to talk about. So I won't waste much time. I'll get us to that conversation right now. Hope you enjoyed NXT UK. Hope you enjoy a little breakdown of it. By all means, get in touch after the show on the old Twitter, which is uh, we are NXT UK, or the Instagram, we are NXT UK. I'll put a little brackets thing on the end of that and say sorry for the plugs again. Um, but yeah, I'm Carl West. You're going to listen to me with Stephen Keith, and we're going to do that right now. Welcome back to the show, Stephen. Uh, where have you been? How have you been? Busy, work-wise busy, but playing catch up on the wrestling world over the past few days um has pretty much been the last few weeks <laughs> kind of in and out of wrestling and taking it while i get the chance so what's been taking your uh, your interest in the old wrestling catch up a lot of different stuff to be honest with you a um, two or five lives been great been very the, good while yeah. we're in wrestlemania yeah. season a um, and after a conversation we had recently um suddenly tony nice looking like an absolute superstar definitely is taking my fancy definitely is yeah yeah um and i'm very deep in uh the world of new japan cup at the moment um which has been fun so um obviously Uh, yeah we you mentioned that uh, to me on uh on dm uh yesterday or day before whatever day it was when i uh, got in touch with you again and uh, i haven't been watching the new japan cup this year i uh, i unsubscribed from new japan world just after uh wrestle kingdom uh, purely because I was running out of time uh, with everything going on. Uh, I do plan to resubscribe very soon, probably this week, actually, now that you've reminded me. Uh, so how has the New Japan Cup been this year? Without spoilers for anyone who's who's not seen it. But... Um, very, a bit different. Uh, this is my first year going, like, f- trying to go full-time on New Japan. Yep. And um, it's obviously very different. I was very much a part-time viewer when uh, the elite, except that was was all kind of kicking off. I'd watch pay-per-views and kind of get my head around the storyline. So I'm going full-time, and it's been it's been great actually because as much as I like 
um, Omega, the elite and stuff. It's it's brought a few people back out. Um, it's made some favourites out of people. Um, people like Osprey is going to be blowing people's minds. Will Osprey has been incredible in this tournament. Uh, it, it, I'll just say now again, Will Osprey is a dick. No, no, <laughs> no. But he's, he's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler. He's, he's a good guy as well. I'll take that back. But uh, funny enough, uh, you talk about the elite and all that. The uh, my first New Japan. We won't stay on New Japan for too long. But my first ever New Japan show was Wrestle Kingdom uh, eleven. Uh, I think it was like 11, Okada against Omega. I'd never watched New Japan before, and I woke up uh, on the 4th of January. So it was starting at like 7 or 8 a.m., whatever it is to us. Sat down, watched it. I was, the show was going along okay. A lot of tag matches. Didn't really know a lot of the talent was, though. And then we got towards the singles matches. I remember Shibata having a fantastic match. Uh, and then got to the main event, Okada and Omega. And oh, my gosh. I mean blew my mind like i will that's a whole podcast on its own because i remember after that it finished about midday maybe one, maybe uh 1 p.m i didn't know what i had just watched like i remember taking the dog out for a walk right after because i needed some fresh air because pro wrestling had changed for me after i'd watched that main event it was amazing i almost don't want to speak about okada because it's just a feel it's weird if you get caught in the bubble, you feel like everyone knows who Okada is, but you sometimes just need to remind yourself, not everyone knows who Okada is. And anyone listening to this who doesn't, or maybe <laughs> Probably quite a is yeah. kind of, who, who haven't de- delved in that match that you've just mentioned, get type Okada into, um, into YouTube. Do yourself a favor. Okada Omega, any of their matches they have, we could speak we could be here all day on this, but there is there is a grade scale on how good some of the matches are, some of them being better than others, but none of them are bad. None of them are less than four and a half out of five on that mental melter scale. You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's great. You know, um, but just to name check a few others, there's been some great stuff in there, but Osprey's been great. Zack Sabre Jr., who won it last year, has, has always looked great. And he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, for uh, anyone who remembers. He got to the semi-finals. Um, can't remember if he lost to yeah. uh, Grand Metallic or if he lost to TJP. Was that the final, um, Grand Metallic and TJP? The Cruiserweight Classic? I can't remember. It was definitely the TJP. semi-final, wasn't it? Uh, well, Zach Silver Jr., he went out in the semi-final. Um, Zach Silver Jr., I can't remember which one of them he went out to, though. But yeah, he's uh, he's obviously now yeah. not ever going to come to uh, NXT but, UK from the looks of it, <laughs> or, yeah, or Osprey. But, Osprey. But yeah, they if you're on it and you're into UK based stuff, um, yeah, definitely. It's named most people might be familiar with. I would, it, it's hard being in the bubble, but Osprey has been great and Zack Sabre Junior. But maybe some names that people aren't so familiar with. Um, Minoru Suzuki has been fantastic. And uh, despite being a bit of a joke for some people, Colt Cabana has been absolutely fantastic to watch. Has he? Um, he has been an absolute delight um, from something that I, I found him to be a joke and I've got no problem with saying, no, opinion changed. He is a joke, but in the most positive of ways. But yeah, um, New Japan Cup has been great fun. Um is yeah, that's kind of taken up a lot of wrestling room, and has uh, meant I've delved 
back into uh, WWE a bit more this week. Oh, brilliant. Well, glad to have you back on the WWE train. Um, let, let's get going. Let's talk NXT UK. Yeah. It's the, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, the 35th episode of the show. I mean, it, it's still, I say it's every week, and it, I'm so shocked at this now, 35 hours of this show. Uh, it's, it's misleading because obviously the... Um, the well, countless weeks it was like three months straight of um or two months straight of double episodes uh, so it's been misleading but i mean they taped the first ones in uh, july so we're not far off a year since the show actually started filming but yeah this was hour 35 it was um the third episode from coventry and we'll probably come on to this later but it was a mix match of both nights though uh, of of the coventry tapings and i'm wondering if this is going to become the norm now moving forward previously they've uh, they've taped in the order that they've aired uh, everything barring a, an injury uh, or something so it's always it's always aired i think the only time i can think where there was a, a change was a, a main event there was a match that main evented one of the one of the nights at the live uh, the, the the live taping but it didn't air as the main event of the final episode from that from that night that's the only time I can think of where they changed it uh, and when Joseph Connors got his concussion uh, uh, when they were taping episode two of the show. Uh, but this one definitely had a mixed match. I know the uh, big announcement at the start of the show, which we'll come on to in a second, that I know is taped on the second night. Uh, and also, uh, one of the, if you, you might notice someone in the audience with a yellow like Hawaiian shirt and a red bandana uh, now he is on Instagram at Kid Hawaii. I think uh, so. It's Kid and then H A W A I. I think I assume I said that right. Um, I saw him at the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, he sat a couple of seats down from me. Uh, he was trying to get photos with uh, loads of the superstars who were getting bought out for to be filmed by us. Uh, but I actually met him at the second night of Blackpool in January. Uh, he sat. He was sat next to myself and, and my friend. Uh, my friend who was with me. And fantastic guy. I mean, just fantastic. I mean, dressed like a lunatic on TV. And he actually, um, he wears the same shirt and bandana to every show that he goes to. Uh, it's like, he, it's, it's so that <laughs> it's he, yeah, yeah, it's just so you, you can pick him out uh, in the crowd. And I think that's what a few of the super fans do. And, and that is what he, uh, what he is. He's a super fan. He goes, he's, he's at Lowe's, he's NXT UK uh, shows, normally front row. Uh, he's gone to so many WrestleManias. Uh, he's, he go to he was going to SmackDowns and and Raws when they were coming down, but I know he's become really attached now to to NXT UK, so his priority is those. I never caught sorry for that noise. That's my dog getting up. Um, I never caught his name though. So um, so yeah. So all I know him is as his Instagram <laughs> name. That noise in the background, if you can hear it, is my dog drinking very loudly from his water bowl. Uh, I would be rather angry, uh, but he's not drunk any water since I got home. So uh, that is a it's a relief to see uh, as, as an old dog that he is. Um, oh, but, nice. But yeah, so the reason uh, I can tell some stuff was from the, the second night is because I know that he was only at the second night. So when he suddenly went, so you'll notice the crowd changes <laughs> in parts of this episode. There's um, there's some bits where he's there and some where he's not. So they've taken even uh, even the match layout was different. Uh, the Tyler Bate. Uh, and James Drake main event was was taped on the second night, not the first night that this stuff comes from. So yeah, interesting, and and I guess that maybe spices up a little bit. We don't really know what's going to come when on the show then. So I'm a big fan of that. My comment on that would be that their editing must be absolutely spot on because 
I actually didn't pick up on that. No. <laughs> um, and you know what? I I don't necessarily look for that sort of thing. I wouldn't have maybe known to look for it. Although I certainly did um, pick up on it when I was watching Worlds Collide earlier in the year. Yeah. It kind of was something I, I was keeping in mind because I knew roughly how they were going about that. But it's it's interesting, that sort of thing, um, because the whole bulk booking, bulk um, recording I find really interesting. But their editing is so superb. The product is so slick and I'd expect it to be, let's face it, the pockets are deep. But, yeah, um, absolutely. It's still, it's still a young show. They're still finding their feet. They're probably still using local local guys rather than guys who've maybe been doing this for years. But they'll, they'll know their stuff. But the editing, it's got to be said, superb. Well, best, best company superb. in the world. You'd expect nothing less of you. So uh, we opened the show with... Um, Johnny Saint and Sid Scala in the ring. Uh, as usual, I start to panic slightly when I see that there's a microphone in Johnny Saint's in Johnny Saint's hand because uh, you never know if he's going to remember his lines, <laughs> his promo. But uh, that is me letting the dog out. There you go. Out you go. This is the most unprofessional recording I've done so far. Uh, I don't do this in an <laughs> office somewhere. I do it in my home. Uh, yeah, so uh, Johnny Saint and Sid Scala were uh, in the ring with uh, Towns had a big announcement to make, and that announcement was that the UK Championship was going to be defended at Takeover New York. Um, but they didn't. They obviously, they, well, they started saying now we just need to find an opponent for Pete Dunn. Dunn's music hits. He comes out, and I think his his literal line was, "Give me Walter." I think that was it. I don't think we didn't get confirmation in that in that scene either. But how did you find this opening of the show? Um, I roughly knew what was happening. The joys of social media, yes, um, very hard to kind avoid. Of made this. me realise yeah. we we were go we were going down this route. But um, I like how they did it. Um, I like that they basically it, it showed the dynamic that it's Pete Dunne knows what he wants. He's interested. After last week's match, he I think wrongly is convinced that Walter was going for him. I don't think he was. I thought. They tagged fairly well, and I thought Waller is very fair to him, but vice versa. And they were pretty well as a tag team. Some... I thought they were great as a tag team. I th- <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought they were great, but you can tell the egos are there. Yeah, and Pete Dunne, being the man, doesn't doesn't shirk, wants to go for it. Um, and they're saying, "No, we're not messing around here. I want this. I know who I want, and it's on a grand." St- stage and let's face the fact i saw something on twitter that was magic basically saying don't need to watch melts are five stars for this match and i <laughs> i'd find it, i'd find i'd find it very hard to disagree with the concept that we're getting nothing less than an absolute blowout and as much as it's slightly frustrating that you don't get this mega match on UK soil, yeah. I think it's absolutely fantastic that we're going to get this match in New York because this is going to shine a light. I, th- I firmly believe that they want more people stateside to be watching this product, and this is it. This is going to be a great, if it, it could be an introduction for a lot of people, but just a great shining light of this is us. These are top guys. This is what we're about. Yeah, the... Um... The whole issue of it taking place on foreign soil, so to speak, uh, is one that we could talk about for a long time. I think um, you are right. It is a it's a great platform uh, for for the match to, to take place on, but 
if the title changes hands, I've got a problem with it. If it doesn't change hands, I haven't got a problem with it. If Pete Dunne's reign comes to an end uh, in the US, which is the only place where that belt has changed hands previously, I'm gonna. I, I'm a very positive fan, but I'm going to take issue with the fact that for a UK brand, we, we in two years, uh, more than two years now since the title was uh, was created, uh, we will not have seen a, a title change in the UK. And for me, that's. Uh, I don't know. It, it, that, it feels a bit disrespectful. Can, yeah, that I can. Yeah, I can get behind. I I totally get that. What I think and hope is, I don't think with how long Walter's been with the company, you could change hands. But I'm I'm convinced they'll keep it on Pete Dunne yeah. for now. Well, I'm with you on that. And yeah. what I what what I what I just hope is they just have an absolute blowout. I was um, before before Tommaso Ciampa's injury. I was hoping for a countout uh, end to the match. Uh, I was I thought if you just place it in the middle of the card, have have done win by countout, or you know just all both counted out, and then it looks like the closest Pete Dunne's come to losing his championship, and then yeah, build towards that match happening again in the UK at some point. But I'm with you, and we'll travel this another time. But I'm with you. I I don't think Pete Dunne is necessarily going to lose the belt which is what a lot of people think is going to happen. Uh, I, I think you're right. Uh, Walter is very new to WWE TV. Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if the belt was put straight on him uh, with that in mind. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a bit of a shake-up to the formula uh, of the, the show this week. Uh, so normally, it is we get a first match. We get hit with about three to four promos um, following that. And then we go into the second match, whereas... Uh, this time we started with an in-ring uh, segment uh, with obviously the GM, and then we got a Tony Storm backstage promo where she essentially was just laughing off uh, Ginny's um, Ginny having an issue with her, and she her, the whole promo was about how um, Tony yeah. works hard, Ginny doesn't, and uh, Ginny hates having to do hard work when she gets in the ring with Tony, um, which is a little bit trash talking, oh. quite a. Um, Wow. It wasn't a typical babyface promo, was it? It was a little bit. You could imagine no. a heel cut in that kind of promo. I, I thought I thought it was quite heelish. Um, I thought it was cool, but I don't know if it's just because of my love of what I'm with, the person I want to talk about here. I thought the Rhea Ripley bit that comes yes. after yeah. is even better. I, I think, and that's just purely because I think Rhea Ripley on the mic isn't absolute game changer um i think storm does really well um it'd be interesting to know somebody's background on that one whether the healer because i i presume it's meant to be straight ahead babyface because jenny is super heel yeah she is i just in in kayfabe format i fully behind the idea she's not got a good bone in her body um so (laughs) I can't, I can't, I can't see, I can't see how you're going for anything other than because um, there are moments where um, Tony Storm can maybe show a bit heelish here and there for whatever reason, but in this one, I couldn't see any argument other than that she'd be very straightforward for her baby face. Go for it. I I saw no reason, which is, which is maybe just why I find it a bit jarring. Yeah, but. The the Ripley bit that comes after is just absolute, absolute storm. Yeah, she's, well, um, she's no puns. Just um, yeah. Before she we just, get onto that, really, yeah, bit, just, actually, uh, because yeah. it's, it's interesting. Because what I'm going to say applies to both. Uh, I was 
on on the old Twitter uh, today, and I saw that Cody Rhodes was uh, asked about uh, heels and baby faces, and he he got asked what he basically a fan was confused because they thought Cody Rhodes was a heel. Um, but some of his more recent antics, or I guess his social media presence or whatnot, uh, he was being friendly. So this fan was confused as to what are you, Cody Rhodes. I think his response was something along the lines of, I'm just a, uh, I'm a character. Uh, yeah. In fact, I will find the exact um, words for you at some point. I know, I know the exact tweet you're talking about because I've seen him reply to a few people. And I... I don't think he's wrong, but what I think he fails to maybe... In fact, I'm not going to say he fails to realise something. That's rude, because I presume he's a very intelligent man. Anything I've read about him comes across as fairly intelligent, fairly switched on um, about what he's doing. At the very least, from a business point of view, I'm not a massive fan of him as a wrestler. Um, I think he surrounds himself very well with the fact that um, the Young Bucks are tremendous in-ring competitors. Omega is consistently one of the world's best, and he's now surrounded himself with Jericho, who, for me, is Hall of Fame every day of the week. And Rhodes did himself a favour by surrounding himself <clears throat> with these people. Um, but to come back to this, I think he needs to realise what he's claiming is heels and baby faces don't exist anymore because that's time gone by. He refers to it as old tropes, I believe. Yeah, he says, um, to expand on it, he he, um, he said, I'm a competitor. Those dated tropes don't exist in wrestling anymore. Fans are more educated and hold our industry to the same standards as any other comparable form of entertainment context creates. And so someone challenged on that and uh, and he said I don't mean that there isn't a protagonist and a villain and a, a myriad of other characters that you feel emotions for context creates those scenarios but the whole I don't sign autographs in a hotel because I'm a heel thing is for the lazy man so I was thinking about that when um, the Tony, with Tony Storm's aggression I thought you know what she's not playing straight baby face she isn't playing heel she's definitely the good guy in it but she's been a bit more brutal and antagonistic in a sense to her opponent which is actually what i want from my wrestling steve and i, I want i don't want cookie cutter baby faces i want someone who knows she's she's a tough a tough fighter and she's going to talk some trash and piss off her her opponent you know yeah i'll add a couple of things to that that um i do agree actually i i've now that you've said a couple of things about the cody Rhodes thing i i pretty much do agree with what he's saying i think in what i will say is i think in his version of wrestling it doesn't necessarily need to be something a couple of things i will add is that i think it still exists in sports entertainment i think in the wwe brand there is still a place for super babyface and then almost to the point of comedic heel villains i think there's still a place for that because it can still be fun storytelling. What I was talking about, the Colt Cabana thing earlier, his, his whole thing's a whole being comedian thing. It's a very different... People find it a waste of time. I actually really enjoy it. I think there's a time and a place for that. Um, but I get what he's saying. In his version of what he's going to do with AEW, it maybe doesn't exist. 
me personally, I'm with you. I think the whole baby face uh, heel thing. I I like I like somewhere in the middle. I thought um, where we got to with a couple of these things. Um, where we're at currently with uh, the new day is really interesting because I found them really baby facey but what's happened at Kofi you're seeing especially Big E who's a massive comedic character is now showing a side where he's not necessarily just a baby face he's showing a really gritty side in a lot of promos and the other side that I think is interesting is where they were at with Becky Lynch when they first hit the whole man thing I almost find they were doing it too far the whole you know and the Twitter things bounce itself out, but I thought at one point I was like, oh, they're taking this a little bit too literally, but they found their stance on it, and it's really fun. Um, so, yeah, I think you need a balance, but I think there's a place in the world for everything. You know, Cody Rhodes's wrestling <clears throat> is different to Vince McMahon's sports entertainment. Yeah. Um, which, it's important to put it in that term, because that's how Vince puts it. He... Um, Cody made a comment on his thing about being proud of wrestling and not shying away from wrestling. But yeah, I think that adds the other bit of depth we're talking about here. It's a case of there's different styles, there's different levels to it. And he's not wrong. Vince isn't wrong. He's right. Vince is right. There's just, we've got to remember, there's a time and a place for everything. We, We can't all like the same thing. It would be boring if we did, but there's room for multiple different versions of all of this. Absolutely. So one person who is the shadow of a doubt, full-on villain, uh, is someone you mentioned earlier, Rhea Ripley. So a really good transition uh, at the end of the Tony Storm interview is as she went down the stairs, Rhea Ripley uh, crossed paths with her. Uh, they had a little bit of a look. It felt a bit tense, actually. I was a bit like, ooh. But then Rhea comes up. <laughs> She says to the cameraman something along the lines of, you know, don't point your camera down. You point that back up at me. We're not finished here. And she essentially said that she heard Zia Brookside promo last week. Uh, and she is she's going to kick Zia Brookside's ass. <laughs> Long story short. So you you like that? You said that you, you enjoyed Rhea's, Rhea's promo? I, th- I thought... I thought it was great, and I must admit, I do like Zia Brookside, but she probably falls under that hole a bit too bubbly for me. It'll be interesting how they play that one out, because that will be not Rhea Ripley's too good to be a comedic heel, but it's very that's very heel face. Um, bubbly, kind of bubbly face versus mean super mean but that promo was great it's laying down the foundations for the fact of that that could be a great match no it could be yeah i hope it's given some time i'm assuming we're going to see it probably next week or the week after uh it it must have been it must have been taped on these uh these coventry these coventry coventry tapers yeah um I'd so, imagine so. Yeah, I'm assuming we will see that soon. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm liking with NXT UK is that this is that, that little promo last week with, with Zaya. Uh, Rhea probably took up 30 seconds of our time this week and then nothing else on it. And it's just building and building. And before you know it, you end up that a feud's been going on for a month or so. And and I like yeah, that. Long form storytelling. Yeah, and this is exactly what, again, we're talking about what I like in my wrestling. I like long form storytelling. That's just what I enjoy the most. And uh, I don't like being, um, yeah. and that's the best thing about an hour long TV show once a week is that I can get this. I actually, I do not mind not seeing certain superstars each week. Didn't see any sign yeah, of Trent I mean, Seven this week. Pete Dunn went, 
he, Pete Dunne didn't appear on the show for six weeks or seven weeks. You know, it's uh, I have no problem Absolutely. with the the best WWE slash NXT um, feud and storyline of recent times. I can't see how anyone would disagree. Is Champa Gargano? That's been going for the best part of two yeah. years at this yeah. point, you know. And it's just it is the best story. And we hope that after the injury stuff clears up, I hope we get a one way or another a bit of closure to that but it's the best form of storytelling because it's been going forever and it means you don't have to cycle through superstar after superstar you just these two guys you can tell a story and keep going and going and going absolutely and yeah just hope they hope they learn that and hope they keep going with that because there's some good feuds that you don't want to waste by just throwing them out there and just You've you've kind of did your thing. You've you've shot it out. You've dealt with it and move on. There's there's too many good feuds in there to be doing that. Yeah. Um. So one uh, well, it's not a feud, but it's been built up for the last week. It was Eddie Dennis and uh, Ligero. Uh, they opened the show, the first match of the night. Uh, I was. Um, well, we'll talk about the outcome in a minute. Uh, how do you find the match? It was Eddie's first match around NXT UK for quite a while now. It must have been about um, almost two months. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um, Leggero I like. Um, I've got a preference on that. Didn't know what to expect too much of. I'm aware of Dennis, um, but looking at it, I was coming in thinking, mm, mismatch, possibly, style clash, whatever way you want to put it. Um, when it actually <laughs> hit, that match was great fun. It's just that Dennis isn't too big for you for Leggero to be able to do some of the spots, but um, some of those spots in that match, regardless, when they when they got going, were just great fun. Um, I particularly like, there was a hurricane ran onto the floor that was really cool, um, and there was a spot where Leggero gets put on for the apron that looked stiff, so stiff, but the the best bit of the match is that um, hanging suplex from the second rope yeah. by Dennis. That That is brutal. It looks so harsh. Um, and there's a good bit of banter on Twitter about it where um, the NXT UK Twitter account put out saying, hey, Leggero, how's it hanging? And uh, Leggero shot back with <laughs> Dunno being upside down for about an hour. Um, <laughs> just they they've got the social media nailed down, and uh, Dennis said something as well based upon it. It's, it's good fun, good interaction on it, um, and and just good fun magic. The chemistry seemed great fun. Yeah, they've, uh, well, you, when this match got announced last week, uh, you always knew you were going to get going to get a good match between the two. I'm glad to see Eddie Eddie back on. Uh, back on our screens, uh, he, I don't know, I i didn't think he was going to win this match. Well, I didn't know who was going to win it. I was i was pleasantly surprised that Eddie got a clean win uh, because I wasn't sure what they were going to do with Eddie now. Um, he lost he lost the Dave Mastiff match. Uh, you know, we haven't seen Dave in a while now, but uh, yeah, he lost that. And then, uh, and this was, uh, Ligero's had some 50-50 bookings. He wasn't sure which way it was going to go. But were you surprised at the outcome of the match? Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, it's a tough one to figure out whether I just really wanted Legato to win or whether I thought he was going to win. But um, yeah, I had it down as a. I thought before the match of Legato win, but I, I was actually 
I was happy with the result afterwards after the way they balanced the match out. That I think Legato could do the win at some point, but because of the way he books these matches, you could he could go on a run of losing, and because of the spots he puts on, it doesn't really affect him either way. Yeah. I, I want to see some wins, but I don't feel like it it matters as much as it does to others. No, you're absolutely right on that. Um, so Eddie Dennis is on the march again towards the top of the card. Liguero will no doubt get a big win against someone else soon. Uh, we Following this, we got a little segment uh, which I fell in love with last night on the old social media, uh, which is the Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams. Um, sort of, uh, It's in the Performance Centre, I'm assuming. It was a, a conversation in the gym. Uh, Amir Jordan comes up to Kenny Williams and he's talking about the streak the streak that they're on, you know, they're, they're winning now, they're winning matches, and uh, he thinks they deserve a tag team championship match, which certainly seems to be where they're headed. Um, but Kenny, this whole thing, again, that they don't almost get along with each other, uh, Kenny says, well, you know, I can't, I can't make matches in here, um, but maybe maybe I'll push for the match if you can do this particular, I don't know, pull-up thing on, on the gym equipment. I, don't know, I bloody can't even say the name of it or describe it to you, let alone do it myself. Uh, leads to an almost comedy scene uh, montage uh, of Amir Jordan trying to do this lift up on uh, on the gym equipment. And when this aired on Twitter yesterday, I found it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and the fact it made TV and will live on the WWE network now for as long as the network exists, uh, I thought was brilliant. The chemistry was fantastic. Fun. Oh, it, it and, is. It? Amir yeah, Jordan's yeah. hilarious as well. Like his character right now is on stitches. Watching him, the 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 back and forth patter of that is really good fun. I I'm a big fan of it. I must admit, and yet yeah, pieces like that are why NXT and NXT UK are nailing it because it gets you need an emotional investment. The matches can draw you in, but little bits like that that are well written <sighs> give me them all the time. I'll, I'll like not not too much of them. Just just every week, I would happily watch promo like that it's just so different to the interviewer backstage kind of just the go-to favorites it's like yeah let's let's write a bit of write a bit of tv you know what, well you know what whilst we're on this subject then because it applies to this let's talk about another uh segment on the show which uh was very much the same uh this was a a segment Stephen, that i've been waiting for for two years from when the moment I found out we were getting potentially having a UK show and I said to every single person who would listen on social media or in person, I said I want I want it to be British, I want segments filmed in pubs uh, and, and all sorts and we finally got the pub promo, we finally got it in episode 35 of NXT UK there's about 50 hours of UK division stuff on the network. We finally got a little sequence filmed in a pub with Gallus, who were drinking coffee or tea or something, so they weren't actually drinking beers. So it wasn't quite what I wanted. Uh, Talking about their their losing, not a losing streak so much, but they haven't been on top form. And Joe Coffey is basically giving a motivational speech to get back onto it. Now, the way this was filmed was very uh, cinematic. I th- and I don't mean cinematic as in it looks like a movie, obviously, but it wasn't your standard WWE plant the camera there and awkwardly place people in front of it. This was, uh, it was filmed like a bit of a, a TV sequence. 
And the same as, as the Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams uh, one, which was very much forgetting that the camera was there. Um, what, and it did seem like, uh, it, it, I don't even know how to word it. You know, it did feel like you're watching a, a TV show in, rather than a wrestling show. Yeah. And both these problems, I get, and I love that. I love that. It's just, I, I do like something a bit different with these sort of things. Can I, like, Almost reminds me of the first time I watched Ride Along. Yes. Things like that. You know, just seeing things a little bit out of ordinary, just something a bit different than like in the locker room, doing this, doing that. It's almost, I know some people really like this promo, but do you remember on SmackDown there was a really odd Usos promo for the Raw versus SmackDown? big multi-man ta- tag team thing that they did a few months no, back. No, I don't remember it. Yeah, it would have been Survivor, before Survivor no, Series, yeah. It was for the Survivor... Yeah. It was a Survivor Series kind of Raw versus SmackDown thing. And they did all the... Ta- it was like tag teams of Raw versus tag teams of SmackDown. And they did an Usos promo that I know a lot of people like. I found it cringe. I was like, it was horrible. And it was just... So, People listening to this might comment on us on social media. If you do, post up a link to it if you know the one I'm meaning. It's just really weird. Like, some people love it, some people hate it. I would rather the NXT-style ones rather than this weird backstage boiler roomy kind of thing, which I feel has been and gone. Let's Whoever's doing the writing for NXT and NXT UK promos, you, you do this for me. If it just keep going with it because it's great fun. Absolutely, and I think the uh, well now we're back in the UK. We're getting the proper uh, visual style of the you know the some things in focus, some things not, which the other brands don't do. Uh, we're getting this almost uh, yeah, like we talk about this more television style sequence rather than a wrestling show sequence, uh, awkward interview thing. Uh, so NXT UK is definitely starting to sort of try and find its own. It's obviously a, a deliberate choice to film in those ways uh, it, it's a, it's a stylistic choice that they've made to make the brand look and feel different to the others and normally those things get picked up on by the other shows once uh, if they catch on but I'm, I'm liking the style of NXT UK I don't think you could do that stuff on it almost reminds me a little bit and it's not quite that far uh, I don't want to talk about other companies too much but I remember TNA <clears throat> well when they were called TNA uh, not when Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff and stuff were there they we're doing the backstage segments, almost like a hidden camera uh, kind of film thing. So if someone was having a chat with another person about, um, you know, some evil thing they were going to do, the camera wasn't just there in front of them. And you're thinking, why haven't they noticed that there's a cameraman um, recording this and playing out to the whole world? The camera was hidden, and it, and the scenes looked very cinematic and like like they were something filmed off off of a proper you know scripted TV show, uh, TV drama. And uh, I always liked those. The show the people used to criticise. TNA for it, but I actually think it, um, TNA was probably eight years ahead of, of the curve with that because that's it, it feels a little bit like NXT UK is starting to do a bit of that, but not too over the top. And um, so I love that. I love the the Joe Coffey uh, segment as well. Um, so I was a big big fan of the the video packages and the promos that we saw on this week's uh, show. Uh, a fan of, and I know we say we stay positive on We Are the Universe. This is what we do. I wasn't such a, a big fan of um, Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley's uh, performance on this week's episode, because I thought 
I think it was was it you I was chatting to a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember what I talked about their appearance last time anyway. And they um, put in such a good performance in what was essentially a jobber spot against uh, Fabian Eichner and uh, Marcel Bartel uh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And I was excited when I saw them come up for this match, but they didn't they didn't get the same opportunity to to shine this time. And you could maybe say that's because they're up against the new well, I say the reformed team of Wild Boar and Primate who Debut as the hunt. I don't know why they're not the hunters, uh, but the hunt. Um, and maybe it's to show how dominant yeah. both of those two men are now. Maybe that. Maybe that's why. I would say so. Um, I cannot get back. I think we probably chatted about this, but the look of um, the look. I really like the look of the hunt. I, th- I think the look they have is just yeah. Um, there's a few teams that have went for this look as well recently. You've got um, you got a bit of that War Raiders thing going on in NXT. Um, who else, Smithy? Just oh, I can't even take it from there. Definitely, just that grittier tag team look. But the Sam Stoker Lewis Howley look is just if you're not Finn Balor for me, <laughs> that kind of really like clean cut look I just it's really hitting when you say if you're not Finn Balor do you mean if you haven't got 24 abs uh, (laughs) and no body fat well yeah Um, (laughs) well yeah but it's just there's something about that type of look there's because I don't think I'm doing any justice here because I don't think they have the the Finn Balor look but there's something about their look that I just I can't get behind whereas I can get behind the hunt look uh, that dirty grey evil tag team kind of look that just worked for me. I think it probably made sense, actually, for the Hunt to be fighting these guys because I think you're right. That is where they were going with this. It wasn't quite a squash, but, you know, it was a very, very dominating performance. Uh, do you, where do you see th- this team going, a wild boy and primate? Uh, we, there's no distinction right now whether or not they're playing as a, as a baby really face or don't a know. We need, we need more tag teams in there, obviously. Do you need more tag teams? And by the way, they'll probably, at some point, they're bound to face Mustache Magnum. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who I will also say, if you're going to go the cleanish cut look, which they do actually have as well, yeah, you best make sure you actually look like Mustache Magnum, which is, that's that's how you look. <laughs> that's For a fairly clean cut look, that is, that is the look. But I mean... Is that's hard in comparison because Tyler Bate and uh, Trent Seven are about as cool as it gets with regards to that. How about the um, the following match? Uh, we had uh, Cassius Ono making his NXT UK in ring debut uh, versus Ashton Smith. Um, I can't remember the last time we saw Smith on the uh, on TV actually. Uh, but again, another another brief match, uh, a, a com- very convincing win for for Ono. I mean. Ashton Smith got a little bit of an offence in there where you thought maybe maybe he could get a surprise win, but it, it was rather dominant. So, no, and it looked very sincere. I, they went to replays about twice um, after as well. I was surprised. Uh, what, I was at the win or at the, uh, the post-match antics? Um, I was just going to say, I was surprised at um, how much offence Smith actually got in. I, I thought it was going to be an even bigger squash than that. Um, the antics, I wasn't shocked. I was shocked and then wasn't because I was like, I just wondered about the whole 
turning new leaf? Are they going to go down this route with them? And then they just went, nah, not interested. Big smack. <laughs> big, 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 big punch to the face. Let let it get dealt with. Because there was a moment where, and it's just, it was just how you don't know is that I was like, oh, I'm maybe sold on this idea. Is, maybe, is he a changed man? And then it's like, oh, absolutely not. And I, I was kind of <laughs> glad of it because I was just like, nah, that's that's the Cassius Ono. I mean, I was actually really excited to see Cassius Ono on it. And I was delighted by the reaction Cassius Ono got. Oh, yeah, well. a massive reaction, didn't he, coming out? Uh, it was generally proud of, very happy. Very happy to see him, and he was because he was, bringing, he was bringing British wrestling back to the UK. Stephen, he was he was bringing a style that we've forgotten uh, back to us. So um, I, I'm very yeah, delighted. Big, the strong. Show. We had a, a tease. So in his post match beatdown of Ashton Smith, uh, we got Travis Banks running. So we are officially done with Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks. From the looks of it, uh, Banks is going to move on, presumably to a a rivalry with. Uh, Cassius, oh no. Um, I just want to chat quickly about Ashton Smith because uh, here's a guy who you could say that at the start of NXT UK was getting something of a monster push. Um, he was one of the newer newer names that we only really got to know from uh, from this last summer onwards in the, the second United Kingdom Championship tournament. Um, but he had quite a big push and then they seemed to have just really cooled down on him uh, in the last maybe what last two or three months i won i wonder it's an interesting one because i obviously know it's nothing the writing booking etc is nothing to do with vince here he has admitted obviously to watching what's put in front of him but he certainly got nothing to do with this booking but it's interesting because smith has that almost like a bobby lashley light kind of look which is totally vince's thing so i wonder if the monster push was just the when you put ashton smith in front of you he's the obvious oh look this guy yeah he he's he's very easy from a physique point to latch on to with regards to obvious wwe pushing however when the shake has happened the the deeper they go and we shouldn't be surprised by you know devlin banks Bates, trent seven etc all supremely talented but they're maybe even to their talent or maybe overperforming um, and it maybe just hit that they were like oh okay these guys are putting in monster performances and smith isn't as high in our ranking they've they maybe just the goalposts have maybe just moved slightly I wonder with regards to that. They've they've gone a different route and there's obviously the one wonder or worry whether Smith just doesn't fit that route. Which uh, they could change, you know, put him in a, into a tag team uh, with someone and suddenly you've got... Um, he's got credibility from how they built him up in the first uh, few months of NXT UK. Uh, I don't think he loses that credibility with a, a couple of defeats. So I think you could still... Uh, as soon as you think, you know what, we actually need to put him in um, some... Yeah, he, I believe he made an episode of NXT uh, UK not too long ago. Was it, was yeah. it him and Wolfgang, um, was it? I can't remember uh, who, yeah, who main evented. So right. this is... Um, I mean, that was a surprise then, actually, that he was main eventing. But this is the calibre of how they presented him uh, to us. So I think they could definitely pick it up. Just interesting to see him in that spot. But good to see him on TV anyway. I would definitely, definitely say that. Uh, how would you, how would you feel yeah. about Akash Ono and Travis Banks? rivalry 
that excite you? Strong. That'll that'll sell because I get the feeling that um, Ono will work great with someone of that size with with absolute ease. There will not be a problem there, and that that will be a great few difference written. I've never correctly. seen them. Just I've never seen them wrestle burn. before. It's the, it would be. Uh, I don't know if they have um, wrestled. You know the companies. I certainly have never seen them against each other so I'm, I'm quite I'm really excited that's a fresh match for me that's a new match and that, that and that is yeah. what's exciting about NXT UK because yes I mean I, I've seen Mustache Mountain and Grizzled Young Veterans face each other a million times and, you know I've, I've seen a lot of Pete Dunne's matches he's had for his, his championship I've seen in other promotions a million times but I, I, but I like seeing them in NXT UK I like even when NXT UK sometimes portrays them as a first match uh, first matchup ever and they're not I don't mind that I don't care but I was always excited at what NXT, uh, NXT over in the US could give us. And, you know, it's given us ca- uh, Cassius Ono now. And suddenly we're, getting, we're going to get to see, you know, we're going to get to see a Jordan Devlin go against uh, Cassius Ono, a Travis Banks go against him. People who you have, wouldn't see face him because he was tied up in WWE are now going to face him. And that, and that excites me. Yeah. And um, not just him, and Noam Dar. You know, the matches now that Noam Dar can have on with these people who some of them may have faced him uh, before he, he signed up for WWE a couple of years ago, but uh, most wouldn't have. And suddenly we've got a fresh match that only WWE could have given us. You know, you can't, you can't go to a progress show and see Noam Dar versus, uh, was it Mark Andrews, the rivalry going on there right now. Um, you can't, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to travel down to a smaller company in Bristol and see that match next Friday night. You can only see that match in the WWE uh, and that's that's why I like this I want to see more crossover between the uh, you know Maya Yim against I, Ginny that, I that think that will happen ago. that's only going to happen that's only going to happen in the WWE exciting yeah absolutely very very exciting uh, the uh, talk about exciting uh, the main event let's get to it because I want to chat about it um, James Drake and Tyler Bate main event in the show for probably coming the last time that uh, Tyler Bate main evented in a singles match uh, on NXT UK but uh, no sign of Zach Gibson no sign of Trent Seven just these two guys coming out and we should see this more in WWE because I, I feel like in tag team action when, when tag teams are in rivalries I don't feel like we see enough of them taking each other on in singles action there's always just repeated tag team matches against each other and it's like well now you've got four guys here let's mix, let's mix this up you can, yeah. you can do loads of this uh, as a rivalry, and we're doing that. I, I think they said last week about uh, Zach Gibson having a, a foot injury, uh, so that's why he's not been on TV. So it's good that they've kept this going then, but uh, and something of a coming out party almost for James Drake because he hasn't really had many solo opportunities. Uh, what did he make of this match? I thought it was great fun. Um, th- I like everything, I like the both of them anyway. Um, I lean towards being a great lover of Tyler Bate. Um, I thought both gave as good as they got, to be honest with mm. you. Um, on paper, it's actually... it's. I like them both more as tag team wrestlers, so that's where it becomes interesting. Really interesting. That is an interesting comment. So you're, so, you're just, so you're sitting there actually being like, right, what am I going to see here? Because... It's just it's such a different league when you when you've got no one in the corner, yeah. you wrestle in such a different style that I was like, okay, what am I actually going to get out of this? Um, and what we got was just nothing too shocking, but 
exactly what you'd want. It's like it showed off a lot of the style that you'd hope you would get from both of these guys. I'm surprised to hear um, you say that you prefer Tyler Bate as a tag team wrestler. Because for me, Tyler Bate is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. As a, and, I, and I say that based on his solo match performance. And I'm just I'm blown away by that guy. Like he's had some main events that have just just blown my mind. I mean, we talk about that Pete Dunn match, um, you know, two years, just so just under two years ago, uh, where he lost the championship. The performance in United Kingdom championship yeah. matches he's had in uh, in progress, actually uh, most I've seen, and he's had some great singles matches in WWE. This for me was it was nice to see him back in singles action because he has been lost to that tag team stuff most recently and uh, there's money in Mustache Mountain okay I, I absolutely there's more yes. money in that than there is in Tyler Bate as a single superstar right now I actually absolutely, absolutely. but it's I think it's maybe it's not necessarily just any old tag team with regards to him true I yeah. would agree as a sing as a singles wrestler spot on the money however the same can be said about Trent Seven and it's got remnants of what we're seeing at the moment on the main roster with regards to Alistair Black and Ricochet, both great singles wrestlers, and I'm always still delighted to watch. They are, they are superstars in their own right. And by all accounts, maybe shouldn't work as a tag team. And then it just does. With regards, you see some of the stuff, like the, the ending we get with uh, this match, it just... When you think about that ending with regards to what you can do as a tag team with that, the, the double uh, the double backflip is great fun. Um, it's things like that that when you put, an, put it in tag team situations, I just love high-intensity high tag team wrestling anyway. I like it as a singles thing, but I just, it just weirdly feels so suited to tag team stuff. Yeah. But it is... He, He's a great single superstar as well. But uh, for James Drake, this was a this is obviously a big match for him, a big spot. I think it's the first time he's main evented NXT UK as a, as a solo performer. Um, didn't get the win. Uh, that went to Tyler Bate. Now I, I completely understand why Tyler got the win because if he if he didn't, you always say, "Well, no, your team don't deserve a, a tag team shot again." Then, mate. Um, so Tyler Bate yeah. had to win, but I feel. James Drake had won this match. You're talking real credibility then, because he's he holds gold. Uh, he has been, and even they're picking up an NCV now in the sense of like he was uh, the unsung hero of that match uh, at Blackpool. Uh, he's been putting in great ring work, and I just thought just that big that big singles win would um, would do him the world of good. I wouldn't disagree with that, but it's it's definitely for storytelling that they went with this because they want to go back to the idea of um, yeah, they want the idea of just going forward with Mustache Mountain versus Gri- Grizzly and Veterans. They definitely want to return to that. So the win was important, but I, I do agree that um, there is a different angle you can look at with regards to a singles win, what it could have done for James Drake. Absolutely. Um, and I think that I'm assuming we'll probably get another Trent Seven-Zach Gibson match at some point. Now, once Gibson's fit and ready, and uh, they'll probably be able to drag this, uh, this rematch out for a while. Given the way we tape, we could, oh. it might still be two months away uh, before we before we see it. Uh, they've got n- yeah. more tapings now uh, in about a month's time. 
in Scotland, so maybe it'll be done then, or maybe it'll happen at download. Uh, I don't know, but it was a good main event. Uh, I, I mean, it's fallen on some from some. There's one thing NXT UK has really got going for it is main events. I mean, you show me all the WWE shows of the last the last 35 episodes of all those WWE shows, and you you tell me which one has the best, has the most like superb main events and I would say NXT UK would be top of that potentially 205 Live a little bit behind NXT in the US has some good ones but I mean NXT UK is blowing a lot of them out of the water look, look at some of the main events we've had you know uh, that um, I always go back to that Jordan Devlin and Pete Dunne match you know or um, uh, Danny Birch Pete Dunne or we've, you know we've had so many um, you know, Trent Seven Joe Coffey just some superb main event matches and this one had a lot to live. I just thought it was a fun a fun little match that didn't feel huge in the grand scheme of things. It just felt like it needed to happen uh, to, to keep things rolling on. And I think that's how you could describe this whole episode, Stephen. I think that there was a lot going on here which was just progressing things. We, uh, you know, we had the setup for Pete Dunne uh, and Walter. We've had Tony Storm and Ginny's little rivalries continuing. Uh, it's been going on for three weeks just in promos. Uh, an interviews backstage. You've had a little bit, you know. Eddie Dennis is back on a roll. We've got Cassius Ono now is here and he means business. Um, the the Hunter in. You got Kenny Williams and the Mayor Jordan saying they want that tag team. So there's just a, there was a lot of building going on. And sometimes you need to take these episodes. Uh, you you had ones like last week which were just crazy, crazy good uh, episode that um, finished a few things, started a few things. But this week was really just about putting people in the right places to sort of shoot off for the next six to 12 episodes, I thought. Yeah, it's just putting the puzzle pieces together yeah. this week rather than last week was a bit of a completion, whereas this week we're just getting a few more bits in there and we're heading towards some new stuff. So, Stephen, final thoughts on this week's episode of NXT UK? It just it's a great... I don't want to say filler episode because that seems rude and it seems a negative thing to say but it is that it's connecting dots that need to be connected storyline wise we had a bit of a barnstormer last week you but you can't have that every week it doesn't make sense you need you need to be building and building sometimes is is as important as anything else and i feel like it's a good building block episode the pete dunn stuff was coming out Another notch in the ladder with regards to the tag team titles, introducing Cassius Ono and what's going to happen with Banks from there. Um, and as you rightly pointed out, Devlin probably out of that picture, so it leaves us asking the question of where's Devlin going next? Yeah. It's it's asking a lot of important questions, and that that makes for a good episode of TV. No, it absolutely does, and I think uh, I think we're going to take back the word filler, and we're going to make it a positive thing, so we can happily say it was a filler episode in a good way. Um, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. So, Stephen, if people want to follow you, where can they follow you at? So you can get me on Twitter, which is at Keisher K E E S H E R, and yeah, follow me on there. You get lots of lots of wrestling thoughts from lots of different platforms and also a lot of other nonsense but a lot of wrestling thoughts on that stream yeah.
As any real wrestling fan knows, we are smack bang in the middle of WrestleMania season. We are on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, as far as NXT UK is concerned, we are on the road to take over New York, where Pete Dunne will face Walter for the United Kingdom Championship. We will do some extensive conversations about that match in the lead up to it. Uh, and hopefully I won't have a snoring dog beside me, which is what you may be able to hear at the back end of this podcast. Uh, and this audio file that I'm recording for you right now. Thank you very much for listening to this breakdown of NXT UK. We are one of the premier podcast shows covering NXT UK. I believe we are one of the quickest ones to pump out our episode breakdowns, which means that you do listen to people talking about the show late at night, exhausted, ready to go to sleep, but we're devoting our time to, to chat about a show that we all love for, for you guys to listen to and hopefully partake with us. Uh, you can join the conversation. Uh, follow us on the Twitter at WeAreNXTUK. Same on Instagram. We are NXTUK. We are, we are lighting up at Instagram. We have got, we are flying towards 10,000 followers this rate. Um, a lot of stuff coming up on this show. We will have some specials, non-NXT UK things. There will be a 205 Live recap of March 2019, which is coming up. So with 205 Live, we do monthly recaps rather than than a weekly one. So because we, we don't focus on that show. But there's some great stuff happening there. And I will be meeting, hopefully, with Stephen, actually, to discuss, to discuss that. Uh, my guest lined up for next week's NXT UK breakdown is none other than John Adams, who's been on the show previously. Assuming nothing comes up, John will be with us uh, to chat about the show. Uh, we will have other guests back as well in the future. We've got some non-show-specific sort of uh, podcast coming up as well where we're going to get to know the fans a little better uh, rather than just chatting wrestling and we're also going to be looking at just just angles in wrestling that we love and storylines and just follow them from start to finish and chat about them uh, just because we are the universe and the universe the universe the universe is bigger than just one show so whilst we love nxt uk here we will cover some other stuff and we'll get to know know the hosts and the co-hosts and everything a bit more if you'd like to be on the show please Drop me a line on the social media channels that I told you. Uh, we do have a Twitter for the podcast, which is very inactive. I just do it because everything says that when you've got a podcast, start a specific channel for it, a uh, social media channel for it. Uh, unfortunately, because I couldn't, didn't really want to do We Are NXT UK as a podcast uh, due to all the copyright uh, complications that would come with that. Uh, I, can't, I obviously had to come up with a name which would require a different um, social media name. So we are at the universe podcast or the universe pod i don't even know i wouldn't even bother following me there there's nothing going on there uh, but you can join the conversation on the we are nxt uk uh, we are on instagram we are the universe podcast uh, nice long one there uh, it's generally just sharing some wrestling images but the main one is the nxt uk account so please follow us there drop me a dm slide into my dms Talk to me. Tell me that you want to come on the show and you want to chat to me late at night on a Wednesday one time. Or maybe it's mid-afternoon for you if you're in the States. Or maybe you're in Australia and it's Thursday morning, I think. Is that about right? Depending on where you are in Australia. I think there's some big time zone shifts over there. Depending on which part of the country you're in. Uh, but yes, WrestleMania season coming up and we're going to do some stuff to cover that and to talk about it. And to get excited by it. Um, I am Kyle West. I'm going to check out now. I could ramble here forever. Thank you very much for listening to what has been a shorter show than last week's one, which was a fantastic show, but did run a lot longer than I expected. So from me, 
it is goodbye, good night, good morning, good afternoon, whatever you are. And the same from my snoring dog, Reno. That is his name. And uh, I don't know if it's meant to be pronounced Reno, possibly. I call it Reno from Reno 911, but maybe that's Reno 911. I have no idea. Please tell me on the social media. Right, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to go check out the most recent episode of 205 Live, uh, which will have the final of the championship tournament to determine number one contender uh, to face Buddy Murphy. You will hear me talk about that in a week and a half on our 205 Live special. Uh, But until our next NXT UK breakdown next week, goodbye.